ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure to bring to you Wisdom, 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 Season 1, Episode 8, Meekly. Welcome everyone to the Juggalo Rewind podcast where we dive song by song into the Juggalo classics. Uh, my name is Peter. I am here remotely for the first time with Chris. Chris, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? I'm still here. Good down job. In the, down in the basement. <laughs> down in Studio B. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this is a very special episode because we have our first, well, I mean, Rex was a guest early, but he was uh, taking Chris's place. Today we have a, a guest, our good buddy, Bob. What is up, Bobby? Hello. Hello. Well, nothing too much trying to to go back in the way back machine of remembering uh, <laughs> things like Meat Cleaver and the concert tours from 20, 25 years ago at this point. <laughs> this is what we're all about. We uh, <laughs> we grab our old friends and they're like, eh, we can talk about that. And then they start digging deeper and deeper. And before you know it, they're painting their faces and coming out to shows and it's, uh, Halloween it's, is right around the corner. I mean, you know, <laughs> this is a nostalgia trip for everyone. This is perfect. Uh, just to get all of this out of the way, Juggalo Rewind can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Juggalo RWD. Juggalo RWD at gmail.com is our email address. Uh, we're on Facebook for you boomer juggalos. Just find Juggalo Rewind there. And you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Podbean, all those good places. Wherever you're listening to this, you can find us. And then uh, JuggaloRewind.com is the website. This week, as Bob alluded to, well, let's let's get into Bob first. Forget the song. We want to talk to Bob and, and get his Juggalo credentials here. Uh, tell all the listeners uh, who you are, you know, anything you want to share about yourself and your uh, Juggalo history, if you will. All right. Well, um, I guess my Jug credentials go back <laughs> to, uh, what would that be, like, The Oddities, 1997, 98? Yes. Uh, and you know, as much as people want to crap all over the oddities or, or ICP being part of WWF at the time, like that was my introduction to, to ICP, um, that, a friend of mine funny. at the time. Not the <laughs> yeah. only person. Like we hear that a lot. So <laughs> a friend of mine at the time, this guy, Matt, uh, you know, he, he listened to him before that, but, but for whatever reason it took, uh, them being involved with wrestling to, to open my eyes to, uh, to Shangri-La and the carnival. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> um, n- not to already correct your story, but how did you not know about them from ECW? Because you grew up in the Philly area. Like, how did that not well, catch on first? So uh, so I was strictly like a WWF person, right? And, and so while I was around the Philadelphia area, I didn't really like follow ECW or know even of it until, uh, I guess, the same time frame 97 98 like that's when i started watching ecw because it was just like uh uh yeah just the right kind of thing like i think like the nwo is was my introduction to wcw also before that i never really watched hmm. it. 
Gotcha. I, I would catch it every so often and just think, eh. Like I'd watch like WCW Saturday night and I'd be like, this sucks compared to like WWF. Like look at how crappy it is. Where's Max Moon or somebody? <laughs> like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> where's, where's Mantar? <laughs> This isn't a wrestling podcast, goddammit. We should have had you on the wrestling podcast. <laughs> um, back to so, back to juggaloism. So so uh, so yeah. So them being involved with uh, with WWF was my introduction to them, and then uh, my first CD. Well, my first call it album was the Amazing Juggle Brother Sampler. Is that right? It was a red cassette tape. Um, yeah, there, there had to be a sampler to that. Uh, was that, professor that's, fatter, that's fatter whack, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fatter whack. That's what it, what it was. Yeah. And so, um, I remember being on an, uh, art trip with high school and we stopped somewhere, you know, as like a, a bathroom break or a little rest stop. And there was like a music store or something. And, and, and they had the free samples there and grabbed that. And then, uh, yeah, that was how, like, that was that was my next step, sort of, uh, in a sense, with the fatter whack tape, and then uh, um, I think my first album was Amazing Jekyll Brothers, and uh, and went to the the tour that, uh, which I'm blanking on the name of the tour that had Cole Chamber. Look, was it, it just Amazing the Jekyll, Jekyll Brothers, Brothers tour? Yeah, tour? yeah, I don't think I okay. have a name. Yeah, yeah, okay, and uh, yeah, so that was like their second or third date on the tour because Cole Chamber was still on the tour. <laughs> and uh yeah and, and then went uh like to all over i mean like probably like six states or something you know three or four four five gatherings something like that ran a website which for the last few days i've been racking my brain trying to remember it was psychopathic freak show yes uh, it had <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the dash in the middle right yeah like had, yeah yeah yeah, yeah of course. Need, need the hyphen for sure <laughs> and uh yeah, I think it did some some trading here and there, and then just sort of fell out of it as I I got a little bit older and life got a little bit busier and the music got a little bit not as good maybe. <laughs> yes, I'm uh, I'm just stuck on the fact that you got Fatter Whack for free and Chris paid five dollars for it. When he was <laughs> I bought both versions, cassette and CD. That's how they roll in Rock of Ages. <laughs> what a mark. <laughs> I think I probably still have that cassette if you want it. <laughs> I'm sure Chris still has. I know I still have mine. Oh, mine's still sealed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big mark. <laughs> All the rest big of the mark cassette, on campus. The rest of the cassette tapes are sitting in the van actually getting bumped. I was listening to Carmel Carnage in there the other day. You should bust up, <laughs> bust up on your fatter whack. I don't want to. I don't want to open it. It feels weird. Um, I agree. I have enough. Not like it's worth anything. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> worth the three dollars that you paid for it. <laughs> it's de- degrading in value. <laughs> um, so, uh, not only just like your juggalo history, but let's because uh, we didn't talk about this yet today, Bob. Uh, <laughs> where did me and you meet? Do you remember? So I yes, I, I this was a, a fun story of, of sorts. So we. There's our official meeting, and then there's us meeting. Which one do you want? Yeah, like <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't think I met you the first time. In yeah, Florida. I'm not sure we we really met, but we met sort of. It was one yeah. of these kind of things. Like so, 
2000 gathering. Uh, this is how different times are today, right? We're old yeah, ass shitty men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Back back in my day in 2000. <laughs> gathering of the Juggalos, right? Everybody got to go, man. It's the first gathering of the Juggalos. It's a big deal. Except me. And, I couldn't. Uh, I didn't have a car. My mom wouldn't drive me three days. Because <laughs> you were like eight. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was 15, 14. She so, wouldn't drive you there, but she <laughs> snuck you into a Christmas party with a fake ID. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> That's a story for later in the season. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. But, so we, uh, so the friend that we were supposed to stay with, like he got grounded, and now all of a sudden we like weren't allowed to ground or something. <laughs> and so I think I'm because two thousand summer of two thousand. I'm oh, what am I? Uh, oh, I'm eighteen. Yeah, I'm eighteen at that point, but still like. I don't know. I'm 18, but like, you're still kind of under your parents a little, you know, like money wise and everything. But so, cause I just graduated high school and, uh, there's a juggalo newsletter mailing list or something like that, or <laughs> I don't remember exactly. And somebody posted on there, Hey, if any juggalos need a place to stay, like my house <laughs> is open and we're yes. me and my friend, Matt, we're like, well, it's that or the car. <laughs> so, <laughs> So, so you that the car. <laughs> so we just trusted in random juggalo offering up their house. And I remember us driving or, you know, it's like 12 hours from Philadelphia area. And like, we're like imagining like, what if this is like some like dude who like is going to try to kill us? Like only one of us can sleep at a time or something. <laughs> <laughs> or like, what if like worse? Like it's like some, like, I don't even know what, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, what's worse than getting killed in your sleep? Jesus. <laughs> um, it, like takes us hostage or something. I don't know. Like we just thought, like the, tried to come up with. I remember us thinking the craziest scenarios. Yeah, no. Instead, it was it was it was Tom and, and Garden City, and and it was awesome, and it was the beginning of a lifelong friendship with with you and uh, Rex and others, um, which. Uh, just because of the way life is, hasn't been as strong, but uh, this is us getting the, the, the band of sorts back together. <laughs> getting the band <laughs> back together. That's great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but the unofficial meeting was like two weeks prior because you guys had were in Philadelphia for an ECW arena show and Tom was dressed up as the Red Hatchet Man. <laughs> and all juggled out. I think we also had like a sign that said something. Uh, and uh, yeah. So then we were all talking to you guys and uh, you know, I, I vaguely remember us saying anything more than like hello or whatever, but you had a sign that said something that's fascinating. Yeah. For, uh, I think it was, <laughs> it was probably, <laughs> it probably 469. <laughs> it probably uh if i remember right it, it probably had like psychopathic freak show and like a hatchet man on it trying to get people to go to our stupid website shocking oh yeah oh, the good old days i that's what i remember uh that uh ecw arena show and then if if i don't remember if i talked to you guys but definitely remember tom coming back and being like Saw two juggalos. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like you're dressed like an asshole, so of course they're gonna gravitate to you. So, uh, 
But yeah, so we we go back. I mean, since that's two thousand, goddamn, over twenty years. So that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Uh, speak. I mean, are we able to to go off of an, uh, on a tangent? Speaking of looking like assholes, like uh, usually we do. We'll, we'll allow it this one time, and then we'll <laughs> get into the nitty gritty because we'll sure. we'll have you back in the future. So we can't waste all of our good stories. But you go right ahead. <laughs> I, we, we'll, we'll have to try to remember what tour it was, what tour stop, but but us driving from you guys like meeting up uh, in Western PA, or maybe we all drove sort of from Detroit or whatever. Anyway, running out of Christ. running out of gas on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, not our finest moment, and that ties into that because you and Tom have like your twisted hair yeah. and your fucking contacts looking like two jerk-offs. And I'm like... I have contacts at that point. I'm the only normal-looking one, so I had to be the one that like knocked on people's doors and <laughs> yeah. asked them so for gas. So we'd walk from the turnpike to the houses that were nearby knocking on doors. And I remember one, like, they must have hid like as far as possible inside the house and were like yelling, go away, go away, go away. <laughs> Like there's zombies out there. I know that was 20 years ago, but I think about this more often than I should. In retrospect, it seems like it was super quick. It wasn't that long. Like the houses were right there. But at the time, that was probably fucking hours and like miles of walking, right? No, no. I think think the houses were right there. I think we were probably not dry. I probably the whole like walking and, and getting back and the gas and all was maybe an hour as my guess, maybe a, maybe a little it, bit more. It seems like that to my adult mind, but I, at the time I just, I don't know. I can't believe we didn't have to like hop a fence or do anything. Like it just, it seems too surreal in, in retrospect, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the worst I remember the gas station really was just like two miles down the road. Yeah. Yeah. We could have just walked there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Those those are good times. I'm glad you brought up that story. (laughs) It's classic. It's the best story. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So now that we've gotten all the pleasantries out of the way. um, There's the jug credentials. (laughs) Yeah. You dropped your jug card on the, on the table. Uh, Let's get to the meat and potatoes of what we're talking about here. We are talking uh, the song meat cleaver by twisted. Um, featuring a lot of people <laughs> yeah, <we're> featuring. <laughs> yeah, skipping yeah right basically ahead. at that time oh, yeah. that's, uh, that's the title right it's the, the artist and who is on it with him that's all i was just adding all right <laughs> thank you <laughs> uh, uh getting through uh, all the little details here uh, meat cleaver is produced by mike e clark is this the first it's the second one i believe we've gotten of like a real track like I know he did the intro and the and the smoke breaks, but has he done? Oh, he did first day out. You're right. You're right. So, as well, always, first, uh, original then, not you know, not a cover. Yeah, <laughs> cover. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Clark produced time on this track four minutes twenty five seconds. Good lord, they got some uh, marathon ones on this album, don't they? <laughs> they do. They're they're packing them in there. Not, uh, not lean and mean like uh, the 2021s. No. Uh, I, I feel like this this song also like sticks out on this album. Like it doesn't mesh with the other oh, songs very well. With, uh, no, like just the way their sound is and all. 
you're talking our language. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely uh, talk about that here in a minute. I'm glad you're already on the same page as we are. Uh, we are talking track number eight on the original version of Most Tasteless, and this is not on the reissued version. I'm sure we could talk about this later, but if we just want to jump into it real quick right now, Chris, why do you think this is not on the reissue? <laughs> Though there's no there's no uh, samples on this one, so there's no clearances that I know of that they have to jump hoops through. So, right, I was trying to do a little digging. Like Misery was still on the on the label. It's not like they were trying to ace. That him was going to be it. my guess. Yeah, yeah, no, maybe. because the, the reissue was only like six months after, nine months after, so it wasn't that long. Uh, also strange. This is the only Mikey Clark not on the reissue. Yeah, they just wanted it to look good, not like they were totally cutting all the Scott Sumner songs. They're like, hey. <laughs> we gotta get one, rid of one. Let's get this one. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Mike, you gotta go. And there's not like an overt, like violent tone to the song, like other than the name. It's right. not like there's something where they're like, "Oh shit, we can't have that in a national publication." Like maybe Jay just like, "I don't like being called a, a molester on this one." Yeah. Let's get rid of this one. <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> talking about your dick and your homie's butt <laughs> quality lyrics. He's like, eh, that's not our best uh, our best outing. We'll just cut that out. Uh, so being a Mike Clark song, it's not on the demo. It's not on the House of Horrors tour. So it's, it's right there uh, in the psychopathic era of Twisted. Since there's no differences, I, I think we can just skip right ahead and say that this song is also found on Psychopathics from Outer Space, and it found its way on the Cryptic Collection, just like most things did that <laughs> fell off of Most Tasteless. Yeah, what a dumping ground that was for this album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. I mean, on both of those, but, you know, they needed to get it out somewhere. So. Right. Um, like Chris said, there's no samples, so it's just kind of a pretty simple beat. But uh, yeah, I'm sure he pulled something from somewhere, but nothing uh, over the top that you stands out. Yeah, no En Vogue samples or anything crazy. <laughs> Not just jacking the entire song from Cemetery Slaves. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, there's been a couple that we've found. And this one, pretty simple beat. Do we have anything else on that? I don't think so. I think we're ready to just jump into the song. Are you guys ready? Let's go. Do it. Locked and loaded. Well, well, since neither one of you have probably listened to the song as many times as I have, I will uh, <laughs> lead the way. So it starts... Uh, let's start with this. Just the name, Meat Cleaver. We're under the assumption that it is uh, a reference to the Hatchet Man, correct? Actually, the Hatchet yeah. Man should just be called the Meat Cleaver Man, because a hatchet doesn't really look like what he's holding. <laughs> he's actually holding a Meat Cleaver. Technicalities. <laughs> yeah. I meat Cleaver Man, I guess, doesn't sound as cool. <laughs> <laughs> These are the, the things that we discuss on this podcast. Back, this is why we're award-winning. Back in college, wearing the Hatchet Man, I remember uh, somebody thinking that maybe I was like, they asked if it was like uh, native, something to deal with the like Native Americans. And I was like, no, no. Well, they, they, yeah, they're because, like taken from that little guy, right? He's playing like a flute or something. Or I thought he had like a piece pipe. Dug, dug out while yeah, we're talking. Yeah, something like that. Still, still on the chain, my uh, hatchet man from the 2000 gathering. Yes. yes. Look at you. So <laughs> you're going to wear that when you come out here for when you break your retirement, right? <laughs> what what retire? We didn't even talk about this. What retirement are you going to break first? 
Juggalo show or wrestling? Because we didn't mention that Bob is also a wrestler. How, how did we skip over that? Uh, good question. <laughs> <laughs> are, are both on indefinite hiatus? I would say so, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Life and uh, COVID has really put a, a damper on the wrestling for me. Uh, having a newborn, almost nine-month-old, like, you know, I couldn't bear with uh, the idea of putting him at risk and bringing home the Rona. So, like... Yeah, it's kind of on pause. Look at you being a responsible adult. Well, come on to uh, Hollowicka. There won't be. I'm sure everyone there is fully vaccinated and safe and sound. <laughs> yeah, they have masks. <laughs> 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 the Fago <sighs> knocks the coronavirus out of the air. I, I think they studied that. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the newest CDC uh, finding for sure. <laughs> the Fago brings it down to the ground. I, I've been in the crowds uh, at the gathering, you know, so many days of people not taking showers and everything. I'm sure I'm, you know, I have like the best immune system for it. So, <sighs> all right. Uh, if we're going <laughs> to, we can't skip over Bob being a wrestler. If I don't mention that he was also, if you don't mind us saying that you were on yeah. WWE TV getting squashed by Ryback. That, yeah. Would yeah, that be I your, was... like, I don't want to say that's your claim to fame, but is that like on your, like your uh, top list of things you tell people about, or is that not even something you mentioned? Yeah, no, no, no. That like I was week number two, and and Ryback in interviews like credits me in that that batch for like actually like really being the stepping stone to to him like being something in WWE because the first week he he debuted, uh, it just didn't go well the match, and uh, he didn't look like a killer and everything like that, and so week two. Uh, um, they're hyping him up that you got to really kill this kid. You really got to like take his head off. And like, well, he did. If you go and find that match. Like, <laughs> and, uh, and that's where he said for like the first time, feed me more and everything. And just, yeah. This will be good. A good old fashioned squash match. You know what, Tony? I think you're right. It's going to be priceless. Yes. This next match hey, is set for one ball. Introducing first. From Chicago, Illinois, weighing in at 185 pounds, Benny Kamer. Benny Kamer. This is my first match in the WWE. Now, give me your last, kid. And his opponent, from Sin City, weighing in at 291 pounds, Ryback. Let me tell you something, this old school right here, just do what we used to do it back in the day, just go out there and take somebody straight out of the game. You never did that. Something like that. He's been cool when I've met him, uh, ran into him previously and everything like that. So I have no problem with Ryback. Something. Don't hurt your uh, don't hurt your shoulder patting yourself on the back uh, <laughs> over Ryback's push there. <laughs> um, but I also got eaten up by the the uh, by the dude busters on, on WWE ZCW. And uh, yeah, 
You got a uh, yeah. Name. You have a you have long credentials. I mean, you you went to Taz's uh, what yeah. do you call it finishing school? I mean, you yeah, were on yeah. Ring of Honor, TNA. You did a lot of yeah. good stuff, so we don't yeah, want to gloss over that. I had a couple of dark matches for TNA. Did a uh, when uh, Ring of Honor was on HDNet. Uh, did a bunch of things for them. Super Eight. Um, the Super Eight's real cool. I, we talked about that on our wrestling podcast. What well, you were never on it. God forbid you're a wrestler and we don't talk to you. But uh, that Super Eight, in retrospect, the names uh, that were in there were yeah, kind of fucking yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, like, like, it's like back, Aries, it's Aries were the only losers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the rest of that was stacked. I mean, yeah. you, you include it. I'll, I'll include you in that. That's um, but then also, like, yeah, I went to England for for a little bit, for a month. Um, um, you know, yeah, I've done a lot of cool things because of wrestling. All right, so you're more of a wrestler than you are a juggalo, is what you're saying. So I would say, so I was trying to figure this out, right? I think also part of the reason I fell out of juggaloism was because wrestling was picking up. And so I can't do both all, every weekend. You can still listen to CDs. You don't have to, like, just give up on <laughs> I the listened. I listened the to the, all the old stuff that I liked and then, uh, and then just, yeah, just slowly, I guess, fell out, I guess. Uh, but... Yeah, I, I, I listened to all the, the stuff that, that previously, and um, it was just when Hell's Pit came out. <laughs> I just <laughs> was like, nah, I'm done with this. I think so, we all well, kind of went on a little hiatus after that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I, 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 think back I to the <laughs> ICP went on a hiatus after that. <laughs> oh, and, and I remember this also. So, like, <laughs> the music, and maybe correct me if I'm, I feel like their music wasn't, the the twisted more more icp's music not twisted because obviously like with a smoke break and almost every song on most tasteless secondhand smoke that they're talking about weed and drugs and stuff like that but i feel like icp's wasn't like all about the drugs and then like somewhere around around there i feel like it got heavier with the drugs and stuff like that well if it wasn't in the actual songs it was in the actual doing of (laughs) it through the veins (laughs) <laughs> Rainbow stew, as we called it. <laughs> <laughs> the A to Z soup. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, we took a little detour there, but that's okay. We wanted to. Uh, oh, there's going to be talk. some more, I think. <laughs> yeah, we, we try to keep the detours to a minimum, but it's difficult enough with me and Chris. It's throwing a third voice in here is we're going to get ridiculous. Okay, back to the uh, song here, Meat Cleaver. It starts with a little intro where Twisted's, you know, introing who's all on the on the uh, track. And it should be noted, I think you guys already mentioned, this is the first time everyone's on a track. So it's like your introduction to the uh, psychopathic family, if you will, which is Twisted, ICP, and Misery. Th- the thing that I pull most, well, I pull two things from the intro here as I look at the lyrics – one, when they mention each group, they have like a little background noise. Like Chris and I have talked about that in other episodes where it's like you can hear people talking in the background. And it just gives it a little different vibe. When they say the insane clown posse, you hear in the background, know what I'm saying. <laughs> and we're, we're definitely going to touch on that at the very end. So that's a cliffhanger for, for the end. They also say that all three groups are forming a 50-foot Voltron. So I got to ask you two, because I know the answer, Voltron or Transformers? Oh, not even a question. <laughs> well, I mean, how, or, 
doesn't yeah, have to be an either or. Yeah, no, it's definitely not an either or. I mean, uh, I feel like the either or is is Voltron or like Power Rangers. Right? Yeah, so, that makes more but, sense. Right? Uh, and still, Voltron is the best out of them. <laughs> but like, oh my god, yeah, you're I taking don't... Voltron over Transformers? No, 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 no. Not oh. over Transformers, over yeah. like okay. Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. I was about to leave. No, no, no. <laughs> I just want to make sure that we're a Transformer-friendly podcast here. No, no, no. Uh, we were. I, I was all uh, looking at going to the breaking COVID uh, restrictions of sorts and going to the movie theater for the like. I think it's thirty-fifth anniversary of the movie coming out. Yeah. Oh shit. I think we, me and Pete, went to the thirtieth anniversary. 30th. Yeah. I, yeah, I the just had the Facebook memory of going to the thirtieth. <laughs> may have to go to the thirty-fifth. Right. <laughs> right. Mask up. I'd, let's go. I think I got it on DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah, I picked up the Blu-ray. I, have, I still have a VHS of it. <laughs> oh, that's that's good stuff. Wish I, I think that. that was the first movie I ever saw in the movie theater. The original original run yes. when you were a kid? Oh, man. No, the 30th anniversary, you <laughs> asshole. You know the original one. <laughs> I, just, I, I didn't know you were into it back then. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was an OG. I can't wait to traumatize my child with uh, having him watch the series and then, you know, pop in the movie when it's, it's chronological. Oh, man, yeah. It's going to crush him. I remember yeah, the a- moment I seen that the first time, crying to my mom. Oh, I was yeah. in the bath as a little kid. <laughs> it's heartbreaking for a child. Your hero yeah, is We're off the bat, dies. too. They're like, we're going we're gonna to ace the entire ship right now. Take all these guys out. <laughs> oh, my God. It was traumatizing for me when we saw it five years ago. <laughs> Oh, so uh, so so first verse here, we have a mix that goes back and forth between Madrox and Monoxide. So Twisted taking the the first stab at the uh, at the track here. (laughs) Pun intended. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Chris? What sticks out to you from uh, from that first verse or series of first verses, I guess? (laughs) <laughs> I'm reading the lyrics now and I, I don't this is exactly actually what he says holding my balls we know which engulfs the tip of my dick <laughs> yes <laughs> that's exactly what he says I, I think so um, I, I guess every time I listen to it I never small? actually said listen to that <laughs> well, yeah, is, he, is he dissing himself <laughs> um, does he have no uh, dick I'm confused <laughs> Yeah, that is. Uh, I mean, he does. He does say the world dealt him a healthy hand of pain and lies. So, I guess he probably is upset about the size of his dick. Maybe he's just got really big hands. I thought he was talking about the balls, like or he's pulling those above his dick. Maybe he's doing the tuck. Yeah. Maybe this is uh, why the song was axed from the. <laughs> I can't. I'm so. Uh, I can't believe we didn't get this far. And we're already fucking on a tangent about dick and ball. I mean, it stands out if you wanted me to answer. Uh, I know it's. I know. I can't do this anymore. I'm gonna die. I, I know it's like a famous whatever, but the first time I ever heard this was from our buddy Matt, who Bob has already talked about. Where he, he talked about, the, which is ironic based on what Matt has uh, gone through in his life, that uh, he likes the girls with the smaller hands. Yeah. <laughs> and then you fast really forward to 
sometimes. <sighs> Fast forward to why Matt is, uh, you know, had trouble. So, anyways, oh fuck. Um, I was thinking more things like pop culture references on this track that we can uh, talk about, and you're talking about Mad Drugs's dick. I don't um, even know if there is pop culture in that track in that uh, verse. There is, and that's why we're here on the Juggalo Rewind to teach people who may not uh, know these things, like what, um, Reynolds rap. God damn it, Chris! <laughs> uh, he talks about your phony as the fifth Beatle. I mean, oh, the yeah, people that's realize that's Madrox. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that that's the next oh. one. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, Madrox is, is nothing. He's just talking about his dick. Um, <laughs> but his like his wordplay. I think we've talked about that in past episodes. Like, it's pretty good. Like this whole verse like series of twisted verses shows uh, when you see the whole song that like, they're the best MCs of the group for sure. Oh, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like his part, uh, the twisted end of the beginning begins the beginning of the end. Like just how fast and, and clean that is. Like I listened to it today again for the millionth time. And like that whole, almost half of Madrox's first verse, he says with like one breath, you know, yeah, it's like, it it's crazy. So well. Yeah. Um, and, and that's probably I mean, why you don't realize he's talking about his dick or whatever. Right. It just flows. <laughs> I mean, right off the bat, it's just, you know, he's talking about making a move, drastics, you know, psychopathic. You're like nodding your head all sweet. So yeah, it doesn't even like register what he's talking about in the middle there, but yeah, it does flow. Fantastic. Yeah. He's, he's the man. And that's, it's cool. How, uh, how they kind of showcase Twisted. I'm as I should. This is their fucking CD. So <laughs> I'm surprised ICP didn't outshine them or try to on their own CD. Yeah, they didn't. I don't, Spoiler think, I don't, I don't, I don't think they ever can. <laughs> yeah. Not in that aspect for sure. No, like we've yeah. talked about that. I just straight um, MC skills. Definitely not. Oh yeah, yeah far from it. It's a whole different. You know, they're whole. I almost different genres. You'd almost say the way the two of them sound. Yeah, different game for sure. Uh, okay, so you wouldn't, you didn't want me to skip ahead, so now go to Monoxide. No, verse. yeah, you go ahead. Go no? ahead. <laughs> right, so Monoxide drops a couple things in here, like your phony is the fifth Beatle. If uh, kids today don't realize, uh, obviously the Beatles were a four man group, but there was always like random fifth people who kind of weaved in and out, and and they always laid claim that they were the fifth Beatle, but no one really ever was, right? Uh, I think there's a couple like Pete Best is the one I always remember, but there's a couple other people who try to say they were in the group, but they really weren't. Um, I always thought that when they say fifth, fifth Beatle, I always thought of George Martin, you know, the dude who like produced for their, you know, producer composer dude. I always assumed he was like considered the fifth Beatle because he was there. He was there, Mikey Clark, as you would say. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> uh, the real important part of this. Right. Uh, verse and I again Bob will be perfect for this because it I've seen people think it's both and I think we have some wrestling nerds and comic nerds here I snap your back like I was Lex Luger or Lex Luther uh, I'm pretty sure they're talking Lex Luger there I, I would agree rat. except Twisted aren't really like the wrestling fans see we haven't talked about this in this series yet but i really think and i've said this for years and everyone thinks i'm an asshole for more reasons (laughs) than this that like that was part of the gimmick that was thrust upon them like oh twisted doesn't even like wrestling and everyone just bought it 
because that's what we were told. But they make enough references, and now we know that they do like wrestling, that, like, I really think it probably wasn't as cut and dry as this, but ICP sat down and they're like, okay, we're marketing all of us. We can't like the same shit. You guys are into fucking voodoo and, and, and weed and, and Blaze is dead. And, and, and we talk about like wrestling. Like I really think they didn't want those lines to cross, but uh, I truly believe that in my heart of hearts. Uh, I don't think, I don't think it went that far, but yeah, I don't see them having some marketing genius. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I think they're marketing geniuses in a certain aspect. Well, of, oh, yeah. Like, no, they're, no, they're, no, they're, they're built for sure. But yeah, like on that level of like, you know, trying to have details like that, I don't think so. I just think uh, Twisted doesn't do a lot of that type of wrestling nerdy stuff in general overall, I think. Uh, yeah, this, so is, like, only this, have, is, this is 97, but, 98. I mean, everyone's watching Nitro at that time, you know. Luger's a man. He beat Hulk Hogan. They're <laughs> – they're not into wrestling and nerdy shit, and they have a goddamn fucking convention just about wrestling and nerdy I, shit. I met at the time in their lyrics, <laughs> is what I'm saying, you asshole. And Jamie Madrox. Like, <laughs> that's, that's pretty nerdy reference. That's a coincidence no. at best. Um, I don't know. It, I'll take my first line a step further i think icp didn't tell everyone what they were doing i think they just straight up said twisted doesn't like wrestling and they made it stick they didn't even give them the choice they're like we need to we need to stand out you guys can't talk about what we talk about it's like you're at a wrestling show and bob's the main event and his finisher is, what was your finisher bob did you ever win a uh, match Tory bob <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Like, so you go to like the jobbers and the opening matches and you're like, you are not using my finisher as just a random fucking spot. I, I think ICP maybe did that with them. They're like, this is what we talk about. This is what we like. You can't do it. I don't know. I could see them sort of doing something uh, of, of that way, but I, I still don't see them like trying to, to, to draw out the, like the characters of, of twisted and, and ICP and blaze and, Misery and all the other randos that, that were showing up <laughs> on the label over the next 10 years. All right. Well, then I'm just digging deep. I apologize. Do you, you think he's, he's calling himself a weed abuser or Lex Luger? Kind of, kind of like he's calling Lex Luger the chronic weed abuser. That's not I fair. noticed that. <laughs> At that point, I mean, Lex Luger's a pretty heavy drug addict, so it very well be. Wow. Allegedly. I'll admit it. Yeah, he's cleaned up and he's a good fellow. Oh, he's, he's a and he's a fantastic nice, Twitter follow. He's the happy. He's like, he's like everyone's happy aunt. One of the nicest guys I've ever met in wrestling. He just wanted to tell us about his like forty-seven inch TV and how while he was on the road, he never had time for stuff like that. So now he has that, and it's the best because he can just sit back and relax and watch it. But you know, when he was on Nitro and WCW, he never was home to have like a giant TV. Yeah. Oh, I'm, is, happy. I'm happy for Lex. That's my man. <laughs> uh, the only other thing I remember, and I think at this point I can probably admit it, was him uh, handing me and my friend his cell phone to hold so while he did a run-in, and we just ran through real quick and got numbers <laughs> to prank. <laughs> Pete, didn't we do that with Face back in the day? He ran somewhere and we looked through his phone to see if he had Eminem in there, and he definitely did. <laughs> well, I, I don't remember. I don't, I don't think, think I was had, there. Vince yeah, Russo, he had, he had Sting and Stinger. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett and like everybody under this. I mean, like a who's who of wrestling because clearly like Lex Luger would know everybody. Right. Why, why wouldn't you have a lock on your phone? Well, because you were... it's a flip phone in those days. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, fine. In those days, like you were wrestling in fucking 98. <laughs> I mean, flip phones were flip still phone a thing until like 2010, really. I mean, I, uh, iPhones weren't till what, uh, 2007? Yeah, eight or nine, eight. yeah. And they didn't I still work, I work with guys that have flip phones, so I shouldn't. Yeah, I know some it. people with flip phones, yeah. So. I'm surprised yeah. the guys you work with just don't have no phones because they're so conspiracy off the grid, Pete. Well, that's also true. They uh, <laughs> they, <laughs> they don't want the GPS on their phone noticing when they <laughs> go to the Capitol. And, uh, you know. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, continuing through uh, Twisted's verse here, I don't think we have to tell everyone the uh, – the money-motivated goal in a dream like Martin Luther King. Like, we don't have to tell everyone who Martin Luther King is, right? Like, if even if you're a brand-new juggalo to the game, like, you should fucking know who Martin Luther King is. I mean, uh, aren't, like, some schools, like, not allowed to teach about that anymore? I don't know. Are you serious? <laughs> Dep- depends on part of the, part of the country you're in. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but one thing that they do... I was going to say, is, is this another one? <laughs> oh, the boss is making me say this. I got to put in Super Balls. Is that another thing, Pete? You going to do that again? <laughs> the boss is making me do this. Why, why, is, <laughs> why is your Madrox impression sound like other people's Jay impressions? Like this, that? Is, yeah, this is Pete's impression of Madrox complaining about Jay. Uh, Jay's making me do the Super Balls bit. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> All right, well, he mentioned Super Bowl, so there you go. We'll just <laughs> skip over that. He he must have been a big fan. Uh, what were you, you going to say? I'm sorry. I, no, that's fine. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> I want to know what your thought was on that. It's just a, it's a reference to another artist, so that's it's I, nice. I understand. <laughs> uh, also, if you keep skipping forward, uh, Monoxide starts his final part of that verse I roll with bones, and it's on like that. So was just this, another, wasn't that his uh, House of Crazy's name? Yep. So it's just another oh, – they're like in between here where they're kind of referencing each other by both names. And we've kind of argued – not argued, but just discussed, you know, is that just their nicknames for each other and they just haven't given up on them? Uh, was something like this written before they signed? Like this one, definitely not because – it has this, everyone on it. It sounds so. and feels like one from that era, right? And it's weird because it's a Mikey Clark one. It doesn't it doesn't sound like a Mike Clark one to me, and it doesn't feel like one at all. But it's clearly like they didn't just bring this to the table with them, you know. This no, had to get yeah. written. But it so. it, do, it doesn't feel like uh the stuff Mikey Clark made on this and especially in the reissue doesn't Maybe uh, I mean I don't know, did they have the names uh Madrox and Monoxide to- child, maybe uh uh, when they when they recorded it and they were still kind of bones and and whatever we've kind of talked about that that yeah this is definitely a time where they almost interchanged both of them and I don't know if yeah. that was just a uh, difference on when they were writing things or if it was just kind of slip of the tongue that they referenced both but it doesn't really happen much after the CD but it goes to your point Bob that you mentioned that We've mentioned almost every episode that this whole CD is 
schizophrenic in nature that it's like old sounding, new sounding, this producer, that producer, old references, new references. Like it's kind of all over the place. So that's just another, another part that uh, goes towards that. I don't know. You guys have anything else about the twisted uh, verses there before we move on? No. All right. <laughs> Chris, are you still with us or did you uh, leave us? I, I'm here. You got uh, drop the sound drop for a second for me, but I'm I'm still here. All uh, right. Monoxide drops a Toledo reference, right? This. Yeah, but I I don't really understand what he's saying, so that's no. why I just kind of. I I never knew what he said after that fifth beetle line. That whole part, I never like really fully could you know understand what the hell he was saying. Yeah, rocking Toledo like a trooper, like a. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> Do I have to drop another Dazit line in this track? I don't know. Yeah, this, maybe that's what we're learning is they're feuding with Dazit throughout this album. Uh, that's oh, why. Man. In my iTunes library or, or Apple Music library is the, the Dazit disc to Eminem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus. Was, who would have thought in half of this season we would have talked about Dazit on two episodes? <laughs> Anyways, uh, then you go to the chorus, which is pretty basic. Um I like all the little shout-outs for each act, though. I enjoy that. Yeah, kind of tells you who's all here. It's a nice little introduction. Uh, then we go into Misery's verse, which, uh, for those of you who don't know, Misery was the first uh, solo act signed by Psychopathic right around the same time as Twisted. Uh, his CD came out right after most tasteless i believe he only had the ep right that's all he had on psychopathic um yeah many many years later (laughs) they re-released it with like extras but i mean this was like 10 12 years later i think the best part Um, about the reissue is they take that long ass intro off and make it a separate track so you could just like throw the perry isla onto a mixed you know (laughs) playlist because the perry isla is fire ass song yeah yeah so yeah, uh, and then also Misery is Jumpstead. Misery's sister was married to Jumpsteady, who is Jay's brother. So there's a family tie in there. Still together, or was that just from that era? You know, I honestly don't know. I know right. they had a daughter, and she's right. still in the swing of things, but I don't know if they're still married. I forgot that's who. That's who it was. That's just a blast from the past, remembering that. Yeah. So he mentions Minority and Jumpsteady. Minority was his hype man, and Jumpsteady is obviously Robert J. Bruce. His brother-in-law, right? He, yes. <laughs> that, that's how <laughs> it Something works. Something like that? No. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, Misery's verse is just kind of there. Like, I, I don't pull much of it, although right before we started recording, I was singing it to myself as... <laughs> Bob came on the line, and I'm like, oh shit, did he hear me just singing random like Spanish words that I don't know? I do um, love when he jumps back and forth between English and Spanish on, on those tracks. It's yeah. Good listen. It's just, I don't know, I, nothing I, I really... Say some of it doesn't really make sense either, like constantly <laughs> the, the derecho. Like, that's, a derecho is like a storm. Like a big, like, thunderstorm or something. So, unless there's, like, another meaning for that. It just seems like a lot of words. How how much Spanish did you take, Bob? How do you know? (laughs) I only know because there was a derecho in this area in 2012 that knocked out my power for a week. (laughs) 
Maybe it's just like some, uh, you know, Puerto Rican uh, street slang. Could be. It's possible. (laughs) I don't know. Bob knows more than I do on this, so I'm gonna take I'm gonna take his word that misery is not what the hell he's talking about. God damn! Wikipedia Wikipedia tells me a derecho is a widespread, long lived, straight line windstorm. (laughs) Look at that! He nailed it. (laughs) That's because I just googled exactly what. God damn it! (laughs) But I I recognize the word. I don't know. I don't really have much for like the lyrics of that one, but if you guys have anything else, then. Being chased down a dark alley. That's like when uh, uh, Rex got sent to the misery van. <laughs> no misery, go down that dark alley. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we're on it, let's just take a pause here before we get off of the, the misery verse. Yeah. This is, other than the fact that we've been friends with Bob for 20 years and that we like catching up with him, there is a reason why we wanted him on this episode. <laughs> Bob, please tell us what happened uh, uh, that fateful night of the gathering 2001 in Toledo, Ohio. I will lay back and let you tell the story. (laughs) So that was a great segue with with running down the the alley or whatever it was to the the van that you said. Uh, So what is it? Gathering in Toledo 2001, Misery and Twisted get into a fight or something and Twisted or Misery is going to stab Monoxide? I, I believe Misery had a pair of scissors, Arn Anderson style, yep. and tried to stab yeah, Twisted and or Blaze. Um, yeah. Before we get too you, far... Why would he stab Blaze? He's dead. That's true. <laughs> before you get back into your story, uh, if anyone is part of the ICP Patreon deal and you've watched any of the... Uh, they're like little ditties that the, their videos. They have a history of the gathering one with Jump Steady, Rude Boy, Shaggy, and Vince. And they actually go very in depth about this incident. So if you haven't, you know, seen or heard about that, I would go out of your way to listen to that. But Bob is definitely going to give you uh, the part of the story that they don't tell you. So, <laughs> so, so uh, I think I'm in the parking lot which is just down the street waiting for my friend matt uh and he either comes up or asks if i don't mind if i'm if if i'm okay with giving some people a ride who are trying to get away real quick and he's not really giving much detail uh and probably maybe a combo of both right and so it turns out uh he became friends with or just ran into misery or somehow like this relationship quickly where it was established where uh quickly he he wanted to give misery a ride so so misery would uh you know not be uh killed by the the crowd of juggalos uh word got out real quick there was like a fight happening between twisted and and misery and and you know the, the juggalos were not taken uh Misery's side on it at all. <laughs> Poor Misery. Well, well, two Juggalos took his side. Yeah. <laughs> One for sure. One was sort of held hostage slightly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we give him a, him and his and uh, maybe it was minority. I, I would assume so. Yeah. yeah. Well, a ride and 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 like I don't know where we're going. He, they're just like telling us to like go down to like some hotel, like way down the, the highway. Right. Uh, 
and it's just super awkward because I want to say they're in the back seat and me and Matt are in the front seat. So I'm thinking like this dude could like pull out a gun, just fucking blow out my brains or something. Like I'll just drive wherever he wants to go. And How so, old are you at this point? You're like uh, 20, 20, right? Yeah, probably about 20, 19. <laughs> Jesus 19, Christ. 19, 19. Because I turned 20 then in November of that year. Yeah, 19. Oh. Uh, and we're and we're crashing with 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 you, Pete, and Tom and others at a hotel. And so we aren't like like, you know, it's hours after the, the gathering at this point. And and you guys, I remember being like, we have no idea where they are. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Except for they're with misery. <laughs> Somehow you had gotten word either maybe Matt ran into you beforehand or whatever. And anyways, yeah. So we took him to um to, to whatever hotel and, and dropped him off and he signed my misery EP and, and uh, <laughs> Yeah. And so we saved Misery's life. And then Do you still have do you still have that? Of course, of course. That's awesome. Please take a picture and send that to us if you have it handy. And, and I, 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 I'm always disappointed in a sense. I have the psychopathic rider signed by everybody but Misery. Yeah, that would have been the opportunity. Yeah, and I maybe was Riders a thing yet? Yeah, Riders was like '99, early oh, 2000. Yeah, somehow I don't have that signed. Yeah. Now well, maybe I, no wait 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 no maybe I have that signed, but I don't have it signed by Mars. That would be Lotus, not Riders. Oh, God damn it, Bob! (laughs) (laughs) Now, I'm not. I dig it up. I think I. I don't remember, obviously, as well as you do, because you were the one being uh, the driver. But uh, I always remembered it as you brought him back to our hotel. Like, we're like, where were you? And you're like, we have misery. And we're like, why'd you bring him to our fucking hotel? Like, he wasn't, he wasn't like in the room or anything, but I I just, I always thought it was at the same hotel we were all staying at. That's possible that that we brought him to, to our hotel or, uh, we brought him there just so then we could figure out like where he wanted to go just because it was away from like all the chaos of, of the gathering. Yeah. I don't know. That's a little, a little bit of a blur to me, but that's always how I remember it. But. Yeah. But I just remember us driving and like, it was like that, like sort of uncomfortable silence, but they're mumbling to each other in Spanish. Sort of uncomfortable. <laughs> Two minutes ago, you said you were held fucking hostage and now you're saying it was kind of uncomfortable. So you well, said I mean, you took, you, you yeah. go ahead. I, I something to ask after. Gone. Well, I mean, they, you know, held hostage. I don't know. I didn't see any guns necessarily. Pair <laughs> <laughs> of scissors, at least. <sighs> you said you took him to a, a hotel, right? Yeah. So we stayed at a hotel further off site because I remember we had to get in the freeway and went on a little like, like looped exit to get off. Yeah, sounds for a hotel. Right. Yeah. And we were, I thought we were by, uh, uh, by the casino, and we we're out front. One of the nights, I'm like, is this the night you dropped him off? We're out in front of the hotel one night, hanging out. Misery comes out. He's like, hey, who wants to go to the casino? And he's trying to get us to go. And I'm like, I'm underage. I can't go. He's like, no, come on. Let's go to the casino. And I'm, he kept saying that in front of the hotel. Like, we're all congregating. And I'm like, is this the same night? Like, is that where you dropped him off as a hotel? We were it actually we were off the beaten path. It's kind of funny. Yeah, no, that, that could have very well been. Because, like, why else would he have been out there? Uh, I don't know what night. Probably... 
that's probably the Saturday night because is my guess. Cause at that point gathering is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, I thought it was only two nights back then, but I, I don't remember if it was. Oh yeah. I maybe just Saturday, Sunday. Well then it would definitely have been Saturday. Yeah. Like, why yeah, would we have, I, yeah, it's so weird. Like why would we have stayed the second night? Like why wouldn't we have just driven home? You know? No, we probably though. no, no, no. We probably won't drive. It's fucking home. Toledo. Well, for us, it's an no, hour. No, oh, no, to, no. Toledo. Yeah, no. I'm sorry. I was thinking of Peoria's distance. Yeah. No, Toledo, we, we, no. we we definitely. I, I think uh, after the gathering, say it's Sunday night, we would have driven home for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I I do remember that Toledo gathering fell right on Tom's birthday, and I really think he like Ooh. drove home that night, like in gathering between the like, is July 13, 14, and 15. Oh, my God. Three nights. Yeah, I thought it was three. Same year that someone uh, punched a horse in the, in the <laughs> yes. parking lot. So I was, trying to find, I was trying to find the um, footage from that because I seen some footage. I don't know if it was that one or the Peoria one. I get them blended together. But I was on the news because I had a chair from JCW. And I remember hitting Steve in the head with the chair for like the local news. So I like found like some local news footage, but that wasn't on there. I was like, damn, that'd been hilarious to see that. (laughs) What a stupid little Mark kid you were. Crawling under the ring to grab the chair as like all the jugglers are in the ring and it's like about to cave in. I'm like, I'm going to break my arm, get this (laughs) shitty chair to have Madman Pondo sign. (laughs) <laughs> this is, oh, and that gathering was where I talked to Madman Pondo and and said, "Hey, man, I'm I'm like starting as like a wrestler. Like, you got any advice?" And he said, he he thought for a moment and he said, oh, no. "What's the difference between a uh, an independent wrestler and a, an extra large Supreme Pizza?" And I was like, "I don't know." He goes, "The pizza can feed a family of four. <laughs> Words of advice from Madman Pondo. Uh, here's the lineup of, of people, by the way, on the Gathering of the Jugglers 2001. Suicide Machines, Mars, Misery, Psychopathic Riders, Project Born, 3-6 Mafia, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Blazy Dead Homie, Twisted, Dark Lotus, Vanilla Ice, and ICP. Like, that, that was that, also the like, year that I was standing next to Greg the Hammer Valentine in the pit, and he was <laughs> yes. drunk. So I mean, drunk. 3-6 Mafia and Bone Thugs and Harmony, like, that's pretty big. I, I mean, always think that, I'm like, but like, I always think back. I'm like, man, three six doesn't really tour. Like, it was kind of crazy to see them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the good old days. Greg Hammer also was. I remember. I got. I still have the Bruce Beefcake autograph. I didn't. I couldn't get Greg the Hammers because he was sleeping at the table, like head, <laughs> head down on the table. And I'm like, I'm not waking him up, so I'm just getting Beefcake. I guess. Who would have <laughs> known twenty years later that you would uh, share a toast with Ooh. Greg the Hammer? Yeah. Oh, share a toast, but then. 20 years later, literally be drinking buddies with Brutus Beefcake at Astronomicon. <laughs> he loved us, rubbing my belly. That was probably because I was feeding him beers the whole night, but he was, he's like, <laughs> he goes, ah, I have to go to the, the karaoke thing. I, I got to make an appearance. I'm like, you don't have to. They just invited you. He's like, I think I have to go though. I think it's part of my like duty. Like, <laughs> so, so I bet you this was the Friday night because misery is uh, the Friday night. I found like from gathering of the juggalo archives.com uh, suicide machines, misery and psychopathic riders were Friday night. And then it was project born ice tea blaze and twisted. So like maybe then who we were saying weren't, wasn't there actually. Yeah. So it was probably after Friday night's show is my guess that we got him out of there. 
Yeah, I'm sure there's some kind of uh, archive somewhere about that fight. But uh, yeah, that was... Oh, God. What a... What an event. And you played a pivotal part in that. You yep. could have saved his life, or you could have cost yourself or all of us our lives. Either way. Yeah, but so. I saved his life. And, you know, yeah, that's, so. that's a good deed, really, saving a man's life. <laughs> Again, patting yourself on the back. God damn. <laughs> Oh, that right. had the Morton's List seminar, that gathering. Okay, okay, this isn't a fucking <laughs> Gathering 2001 uh, episode. If it is, we'll, we'll bring you back. Although you've just told the best story, so I... Oh, God, see? I you knew talked it. about gonna... punching a horse. <laughs> I, how can you not talk about the Juggalo punching a horse when you're talking about the Gathering? Uh... All right, so that's... <laughs> Our misery story, and that was our misery verse. Um, <laughs> Back to the song. Goes him. into uh, we have another little uh, chorus, and then another little like not intro, but uh, I don't even know who that is. That's ICP, right? Saying like the reintroducing well, everyone. That's misery doing it, but then ICP says, "I smell raisins." Which is fucking <laughs> stupid. I have that circled too. I always wondered why the hell he says that. I know. He says some. Oh, because first he says, I smell gunpowder. Yeah. And then he sa- says, I smell raisins. And then in the, his actual verse, he says, I smell garlic. Like, yeah. is he having a stroke? He's just smelling <laughs> random shit. Um, one thing I did look well, he up. He smells like, like gunpowder I thought from I knew injury. Like, yes, know, at the end of that, cocking. when he says, par- <laughs> when he says, Parasiempre, that means forever. Like yeah. psychopathic records forever. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> Maybe he's channeling his uh, inner Terry Funk for you. I mean, I guess if you're the loco insane clown posse, what's more loco than smelling raisins out of the out of the blue? I guess. The Do raisins insane. really smell? They're sweet, kind of. Maybe you, if I mean, you boil them, strong. maybe. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right. <laughs> So then we're into the ICP verse, and fucking, th- this is like prime fucking 98, 99 ICP, where it's just like, <sighs> like, it's not. Random words. Yeah, and like, they're just kind of talking, like, it's, it's just very fitting of that era. And Chris seems to think that it's because they're channeling their inner ice cube. I don't know when the <laughs> fuck he gets that. But, uh, I didn't know this era. Early on, like the uh, Carnival Carnage ringmaster time, which you said hey, all he does is talk, but I think they're trying to, Jay's trying to rap kind of like ice cube in that era. Okay. Well, what's he trying to rap like in this era? Uh, I don't know, but I do like this. You get a little little callback in Violent J's second verse where you have Lex Luger, and then we get his tag team partner Sting showing up. It's kind of sweet. <laughs> this tag team And partner. you could say maybe Shaggy uh, mentioning, saying, that's my Ugandan voodoo flow. So Ugandan Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got a lot of wrestling in this one. Yeah. Uh, but he ain't throw- no wrestler. <laughs> old old folks to the ropes and chop their throats. I mean, that's Ooh. Ric Flair reference. So. Yeah, I didn't realize how many there is in here. Well, that's what they do. That's what they talk about. That's why they didn't want Twisted talking about wrestling. <laughs> like, God damn it, you're stepping on our toes here. You gotta lay off of that shit. We're like, he's like, we'll give you one. We'll let you reference Lex Luger, but you gotta talk about Super Bowls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you gotta do it. <laughs> I don't know. Like, they're just back and forth talking about <laughs> your dick in your homie's butt. I mean... <laughs> Juggling your balls not, a bit. <laughs> yeah, it's not like... I don't know. Not their best 
work here, but Chris will still defend it because he's a suck ass. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's it's there. There's some funny parts. I I, just, I do like Shaggy calls himself a serial killer, murderous molester, and then just says, "Nah, that's Jay who's into that shit." <laughs> that part always made me laugh. <laughs> At the end there, they reference Sam Kinison, who is, uh, if anyone doesn't know, he was a comedian in the 80s and 90s who died in a car accident. He really was back in the day. Like, I had no idea who the fuck they were talking about. Like, yeah. I I had internet to look it up, I guess, but I didn't even think to do that. I'm just like, who the fuck are they talking about? Who is this guy? (laughs) Yeah, he was in. I mean, you know who he is now, right? Yeah, yeah, now I do. But at the time when I first heard that, no idea what the hell that reference was. I'm just making sure. Like, I think he's most famous probably for back to school, but I mean, he definitely was, uh, you know, stand up comedian. And I think he was boys with Rodney Dangerfield. Like, so we had a lot of stuff there. Um, and nice, was, nice little uh, reference to another juggalo centric artist, uh, Isham Samples, some Ke- Sam Kinison uh, stand up on. Oh, uh, I can't remember the, the Isham song that has him. It's uh, Nine Bloody Bodies, is that the name of it? Nine Bodies, something like does that. It, does it reference the uh, like his stand up or is that because he yeah, has a like, song too? Yeah, they pull like parts of his stand up where he's like screaming and yelling like a maniac. That was the other thing he was famous for was like the the screaming. Yeah, so. and just, Jay, insane clown posse. I like how they say that. You know <laughs> what I be, don't? Sam Kinison right here. It says criticism. Sam Kinison's comedy was at the time accused of containing misogyny and homophobia, so he would be super canceled today. Yeah, in, in, <laughs> in the nineties, if it was yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, early nineties, late eighties, <laughs> it's homophobia. Yeah, well, well, late late nineties when it gets where it's just like you'd be shocked to find an artist didn't who have homophobia and stuff in their lyrics. The late nineties got out of hand. I mean, every yeah. raw nitro sign. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, I was about to say something uh, interesting. Sorry, threw you off remember. track. No, that's okay. Um, one thing I don't like about this song, and I, I, ICP does it a lot. I, when they intermix saying psychopathic and psychopathic, like what? What do they even do that? It's so fucking stupid. But like, they just <laughs> made up their own word, and it's like. I don't know. I, I always find it strange, but they definitely do it on this song. Did they, they really don't do that anymore, do they? That was like a thing, though, for that time. They always if, call it psychopathic. It feels like it was. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I don't think they've done it in forever. So maybe they've It's kind of funny that. on this this song. Like, there are three artists who are all on the same label who all probably recorded this together. And it feels like one where it's like, you know, you buy a feature from someone and you just have them ship their ship yes. their feature to you. That's how this feels because none of it goes together. They're all like different style, different flow. It, it feels like three artists who don't know each other at all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. J- jumping right into it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, this song is so disjointed and I don't know. I don't think it's good. Like if we're jumping right ahead to how you think, like where you put this song – I'm putting it like bottom of the CD. Yeah, it's a skip. Even back in the day, it's a skip. <laughs> Even in full juggalo mode, it was a skip. Yeah, yeah, it's it's bottom half. I would say there's, uh, it's the lowest one to this point for sure. Yeah, it's. I think we've talked about it in other episodes. Like, if this is Mike Clark, I don't know if it is or who does this. The beat 
is obviously the same beat, but they change it for each person just a little bit. Like misery is, is a little slower or has a little less and then it kicks in and he starts rapping faster and it kind of adds to his verse. Twisted is like that the whole fucking time. Like, so it's tailored to each person, but yeah, you're right. It's like three totally different sounds. And obviously that's what the song should be because it's like, featuring all three like it's saying hey this is everyone who's on the label but it's like not cohesive at all an icp feature ne- like never fits anywhere really i feel like they're because their sound and style is so different than everyone else they don't really like plug in well on features for people that's true and i guess the other i don't want to say problem is this is twisted cd and i guess they start the song and you could argue they have the best verse, but it definitely doesn't feel like a twisted song featuring anyone. It's just like three random no. mini songs. It's very odd. It feels like a song that would be made for like Psychobags for Outer Space, you know? Yeah, like the definitely bottom of the barrel bullshit. I just meant it was, uh, yeah, not tailored for their album for sure. It's tailored for like a psychopathic compilation. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's one way of putting it. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. It's uh like I said, it's bottom of the bottom of the rung for me, like not not their best effort, not to anyone's um fault, but yeah, just not the best outing on the CD for sure. I also assume we don't even have to go into like twisted history. It's clearly not like if it's not one of the best ones on the CD, it's definitely not one that we care about in the the history of Twisted, right? No, yeah. and like you said, no, uh, what do we call it? Uh, juggle oh. culture things that stand out that are referenced, you know? Yeah, um, there isn't. Like, maybe because the whole song is like slower in nature, I feel like I pick up on more, but yeah, nothing that I'm like, you like remember or you reference or it's in other songs or whatever. Um, it's the only only song that actually references the item that the hatchet man holds correctly. It's more a meat cleaver than a hatchet. <laughs> well, then, by that alone, then it uh, holds a place in jungle <laughs> right. history. It has something going for it. And I think Bob alluded to it before, but I haven't really gotten a chance to look. If anyone knows, please let us know. Did they, and I mean like all five of them, ever perform this live? together no way right no no because the falling out i think uh that would have killed that yeah i'd be curious if any of it was ever performed live i don't think any of it would have been i could see like twisted well Well, okay like i'll I'll plug this in because i've been doing that on recent episodes like i'll plug in if they played their part on the most tasteless tour yeah that would be the Um, only time i would think Know, Twisted's good about like throwing random shit at gatherings and like after parties and stuff. Like I bet they have, but I'd be really interested. Yeah, they really they did not have many opportunities to do this 
it, even just the four of them without misery, like at a mm-hmm. Hollow Wicket or something, like or a, a Lotus set. I just, I don't know. I, I'm sure they have. I just don't know, and I'd be curious if anyone knows for sure if they've ever seen that at an after party or a gathering. Christmas party almost feels like it'd be something at a Christmas party, you know? But to my knowledge, not the case. Well, <laughs> I like I your. I like your. <laughs> I say, I imagine Jay doesn't want to be like called out as a creepy molester, and I imagine <laughs> Madrox doesn't want everyone to know how tiny his dick is. They probably both buried it. <laughs> You think that's why they don't want to? They yeah. don't want to do this song anymore. The two, the two main eventers were like, "This isn't really paying us well." And in, in the light, you, you two, you two B teamers, you can't decide. Stevie Ray and Vincent can't decide who's uh... a. <laughs> they're, they're sitting around before Halloween, and Jay's like, ah, oh, "Let's do that song where you talk about your small dick." <laughs> no, you're doing it. You're doing the dick song. <laughs> Yeah. We're not doing hound dogs. We're doing the dick song. <laughs> the dick song. <laughs> and then Madrox is like, what dick song? Because I have a lot of songs about my dick. <laughs> oh, man. This, is, this entire season has been about Madrox's dick and what he's done with it. <laughs> and what he's done with it. I'm just shaking my head. I mean, he, like, we discussed it on... Uh, on uh, murder, murder, murder. He's he's got stamina. That guy went for like an hour, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. whacking it. Yeah, but by by Chris's math, he thinks that he went there at one thirty four in the afternoon and was jerking it for thirteen hours. So, <laughs> well, if he's friend. the multiple man, maybe it's a <laughs> copy of him. That's true. He left multiple. <laughs> <laughs> he left multiples on something. Multiple <laughs> copies of his DNA all over. A pillow, how, right, or something? Yes. Well, he washed his hands, so that's all that matters. <laughs> but he, he left his jizz all over the pillow. Hey, he was getting ready for the pandemic. Years <laughs> his hands clean. Oh, fuck. I don't know. Is there, is there anything else worthwhile about this song, or are we wrapping this up? Because I have a fucking headache, and I can't take this anymore. <laughs> I, I think we touched on everything we could touch on on uh, Meat Cleaver. <sighs> uh, yeah. Bob, you have any uh, outgoing words for us? Nah, I, I got dinner that's uh, been waiting for me, so I, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm hungry. So I, I see. That's the most important thing. So. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we can wrap this up. Uh, Bob, I appreciate you coming on. This was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I always like catching up with you, and we need to do it more often. And Agreed. Maybe we'll have you back. Uh, we'll have you for something else here. Uh, just as great. a reminder. Oh, go ahead. I, I just said that would be great. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, for sure. We need to we need to get you out for another wrestling show here, one where the cops don't pull a gun out in oh. front of us. <laughs> That's also a great story. Of, yes, uh, where uh, any wrestler would say, well, that's part of the act, or okay, Fabe, brother, but me and Bob saw a cop pull a gun on a wrestler in front of nobody. Like, that was not <laughs> part of the show. No one can bullshit that. Well, no, no, no. It was one of the, yeah, well, so uh, the tangent of it, yeah. So there was a big brawl pull apart at the end of the, the show, and the security staff wasn't really like informed, and they thought it was like a real like fight Riot. that broke out, right? Yeah. Right. So, so, so the one guy starts pepper spraying people, and now wrestlers are pissed, 
And so they go, they start going after him and they chase him back into the, uh, into the parking lot. He's backed into a corner and he pulls out a gun. He starts swinging at him being like, I'll I'll fucking shoot your head. Like, yeah, we definitely just saw like Jamie Cox and a cop (laughs) with his gun out. And we're like, there's no fans here. So we're just going to turn around and go out the other door. uh, And then, yeah. And then the police actually were called and uh, certain wrestlers because of their reputations and life had to run. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> did, did you get paid for that show that was my payment that was well worth the trip <laughs> story. i well, also that's... never i also never got my uh, burger i ordered at that bar so <laughs> it was it was terrible all around well the, the the pay that they stiffed bob on made up for the money that uh chris stiffed them on later on <laughs> i go i go is uh that, that burger issue she didn't order a burger i go no i ordered a burger i'm pretty sure i would remember that She's like, no, you didn't. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Good times. All right. Well, this has been fun. Uh, This is a Juggalo Rewind. Please find us on all social medias at Juggalo RWD and the website JuggaloRewind.com. Once again, thank you, Bob, for being here with us. Uh, We'll definitely have to do it again. For sure. And uh, yeah. yeah, maybe someday there'll be an updated version of Juggalo Family that you, this uh, podcast will get called out on. <laughs> There's a uh, stories for other days. We have lots to <laughs> lots still in the, in the bucket here for us to dig into later on. <laughs> we'll definitely have you back and uh, we'll do this again. All right. Talk to you all later. All right. Thank you, Bobby. All music played in this episode and in this entire season is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. Season 1 of The Juggalo Rewind, Most Tasteless, has been produced and distributed with full permission from Magic Ninja Entertainment. Thank you to George, Mike, Dustin, and Twisted, and everyone at Magic Ninja for allowing us to do this podcast for you.